following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Let me say something else, too, about Mo Pat. Mo has done it all. I mean, he's covered the Titans. He's covered the Vols. He's done high school. He's a fantastic writer. He's now actually hosting a talk show every day in Columbia that is outstanding. Mo, you know me because we've covered high school sports for years together. Ever since I moved here, you were one of the first people I met, and I just adore you. Tis the season to be hectic. I will say it is the craziest time of year. Everyone's like, oh, it's the most wonderful time of year. I'm like, oh, it's the busiest time of year. But I got to tell you, it's my favorite. It may be raining outside, but it's raining hot takes on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Wait a minute. Travis Hunter went where? I call it the Dion or the Coach Prime Factor. The Coach Prime Factor, and it exists. Okay, that makes sense, Teresa. Top two recruit in the country from his alma mater, Florida State, flips him to Jackson State, prompting some jersey burning, some some fire Mike Norvell. Adding insult to injury. Right? So basically, the Jackson State staffers went into the Florida State fans' Twitter spaces and was talking yeah, we, trash. We got your boy. <laughs> and we've got your favorite sports talk show around. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's the Sun Drop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome into a Friday edition, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Looking forward to a finale to this week. Next week, a short week, fellas. Just want to let everybody know that we will not be on the air Thursday or Friday of next week. So, you can get all of your information at the beginning of the week. When you're also at work. <laughs> Before you take off. <laughs> Got a, a fantastic show today, Mo. I mean, really, really good. Looking forward to it. Uh, I'm, we've not had many shows that I've looked forward to the way I look forward to this one because we've got got a lot of information and we got a couple of great guests. It's going to be phenomenal. If you are waiting on Titans with Andrew, he's not in studio, but he will be joining us via phone in the next segment, we've got former Georgia coach and current ESPN analyst Andy Landers joining us. He's going to talk a little Stanford UT women's hoops with us. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Former CPA coach and Vanderbilt standout Drew Maddox is going to join us as well. He'll talk Memphis U2, and we'll probably talk a little Vandy too, I'm sure. Yeah, you uh, will. <laughs> Come on. be hard not to, wouldn't it? And then, of course, our bowl picks continue. We get you all the way up through Wednesday. And then next Wednesday, we will pick until the next week. So we'll continue going, although our picks are available on uh, on the Bowl Mania. If you have clicked that link that is on our Twitter and joined the Bowl Mania, we appreciate it. Mo, did you get in on this? I did not. Probably did again, not. not. I did not. I did not. You well, can still get well, in. Well, you know what? There's no reason to start now. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's just a million. The there's season. just a million dollars at stake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like it. Like. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying that. You know, it's possible. Hey, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> yeah. It may not happen after the first 
the first game today. There we go. One so, and out. There you know. Anyway, got a lot to get to. A ton of top stories as well. So let's go ahead and get you yesterday's results today, uh, this weekend's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. In high school basketball action from Thursday night, girls play. Moore County defeated Cullioka 63-22. It was Hampshire defeating Lewis County 42-20. On the boys' side, Cullioka Knocked off Moore County 59-51, and Lewis County edged Hampshire 54-49. NCAA men's basketball action last night. Tennessee State with a 78-75 win over Charleston Southern. In today's high school basketball action, Loretto is taking on Lauderdale County down at the Times Daily Classic in Florence. They started at 330 uh, Columbia Academy boys are up at Clarksville Academy. That game will tip at 5.30. Brentwood is at Independence. It's a 6 o'clock tip. The rest are 6 o'clock tips. Columbia Central, doubleheader at Fayetteville. And Lawrence County, doubleheader at Summertown. Also, Lewis County is at Santa Fe. Mount Pleasant travels to Richland. And Summit goes to Green Hill for 6 p.m. doubleheaders tonight. On Saturday... Independence hosts Antioch. That's a 3 o'clock start for that doubleheader there. Loretta boys will continue in the Times Daily Tournament down in Florence against either Mars Hill or Shoals Christian of Alabama. In wrestling action tonight, Paige is at Summit. That's a 6.15 start. And tomorrow, Independence is at Beach. And Spring Hill Summit will be at Brentwood Academy Duels. Yeah, that's a that's an invitational tournament up at Beach that Independence will be participating in. On Saturday, men's NCAA basketball action includes Austin P at Vanderbilt. That's a 1.30 tip on the SEC Network. At 11 o'clock tomorrow morning at Bridgestone, Memphis plays Tennessee. That game can be heard on 103. Point seven WKRM, and at 7.30 tomorrow night at Coleman Coliseum, Alabama hosts Jacksonville State. Again, that's 7.30. That's right here on 101.7 WKOM. Stay cocky. Um, NCAA women's basketball action, 4.15 on Saturday. Stanford travels to Thompson Bowling Arena. That game will be televised on ESPN2. And at 6 o'clock on Saturday, MTSU hosts Southern Illinois. In NHL action tonight, Preds are at Chicago. Well, Preds slash Admirals, I guess they're still at Chicago. 7.30 puck drop. NBA action, Memphis travels to Sacramento to take on the Kings. That's a 9 o'clock tip. And on Sunday, the Titans are at the Steelers. That's a noon kickoff right here. That's going to do it for your rundown on Southern Wilson Sports today. All right, time to get into our top stories. One of the top stories uh, locally. I guess we're probably breaking this as far as news-related things are going. Uh, I guess it depends on your definition. But um, former baseball coach at Columbia Academy in Spring Hill 
Lee Hayes um, passed away this morning at the age of 58. Um, um, how would you, I guess complications from a brain aneurysm that he suffered a couple of weeks ago on, on December 1st. So Coach Hayes was 58 years old. Most recently he had worked with the Murray County Sheriff's Department after completing a coaching and teaching career that also included stops at E.A. Cox and at Withorn here in Columbia. And he was residing here in Columbia at the time of his um, aneurysm a couple weeks ago and had been hospitalized since. And our condolences go out to his family and friends and the, the people that he had impacted during his coaching and teaching career. And other, well, the news doesn't get any better, I guess. It, I guess it could have been worse, but it's certainly not great. Columbia Central guard Amari Franklin had surgery this morning. Huh? I'm not sure if he has had it. He was scheduled uh, to have it at some point today to um, address a fractured trachea. Um, that doesn't sound fun. It doesn't. I mean, it just ma- kind of makes you grab your throat, seriously. I mean, um he and teammate Bubba Perkins collided during a drill in practice and an elbow from Perkins caught Franklin in the throat and it was just a, a freak accident from all indications. Um, have not had a chance to converse with Central Coach Nick Nick Campbell yet, um, efforting to reach him, but... Um, Apparently, Franklin Omari got elbowed in the throat, had that injury. In the collision, Bubba hit his head because apparently it happened like right underneath the basket in the gym and, you know, the doors and the metal frames. He somehow somehow hit one of those and hit his head. So, Yeah, just, you know um, – Chaz Mulder posted on Facebook, said that uh, wanted to share a post saying how grateful he is for the coach and trainer who provided critical life-saving support on the scene as well as city and county first responders for Murray Regional and Vanderbilt Health. There were miracles performed yesterday for this young man and team. Thank God for that. Be strong, Amari. Your community is here for you. So, so there you go. Um, we hope to have more information on that and at some point get something posted to our website at Main Street Murray. I'm sorry, MainStreetMurray.com. And it'll probably be tweeted out at Main Street Murray as well. There's but, that. Yeah, <laughs> so you can look for further information on both of those items. As we said it. Yeah. Uh, got a few minutes here. Left uh, finally some landing spots for some quarterbacks who were in the transfer portal, Mo. Well, you'd like to think that everyone that goes into the transfer portal will come out. At least these three guys did. Uh, Central Florida quarterback Dylan Gabriel has landed at UCLA. He went from playing from Chip Kelly, playing for Chip Kelly Light, to actually playing for Chip Kelly. So there's that. 
Um, Adrian Martinez from Nebraska to K-State. That's uh, that's a lateral move at best. Yeah, I don't I don't get that one, but okay. Hey, I, I guess he just wanted to get gone. <laughs> Here's the one that interests me. So we talked about Zach Calzada leaving Texas A&M for points unknown. Max Johnson from LSU is headed to Texas A&M. Okay. I that, that one. I don't know that that's so much where he's going as where he was coming from. It's apparent to me he didn't want to play for Brian Kelly. Uh, yeah. Or Brian Kelly didn't want him to play for him. I'm, you know. I, I don't. I mean, for anything that I've seen from Max Johnson doesn't tell me that he's capable of playing at Texas a <laughs> I mean that's that's fair. Of course, then again, they they just lost their quarterback, so maybe he might be the only the only option. Well, they've got the kid back that Calzada replaced. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that kid's probably going to be at least back. Yeah. So I don't know. I, <laughs> I I think I think Jimbo Fisher would prefer if Max Johnson were available for the bowl game that's coming up. I don't think that's the case, but. <laughs> Somebody said that the other day. What they they were talking about Tank Bigsby potentially transferring to Alabama, and it's like, can you know theoretically, could he be you know could he play in the bowl game in, in the playoffs? Playoffs? No, that's not how this works. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> that's at how all. any of this works? Mm. And but, finally, oh, the yeah, the last thing we have on our <laughs> yeah, oh, the Raiders and Browns have been moved from Saturday to Monday, which uh, means we get two Monday night games. Yeah, now. Was that game scheduled for ESPN on Saturday? I'm sure it was. There were two games on the schedule for Okay, Saturday, so, so, so. It, it will be a Monday night football doubleheader then? It may have been NBC. Oh, well, I don't know. It, I mean, I, I assume whatever network it was supposed to be on is what it will it, be on. It was on. supposed to be on the NFL network. Oh, well, so nobody could have watched it anyway. Both these games on Saturday were supposed to be on the NFL Network. Jeez. I hope they're on Prime, too. Now, apparently, Adam Schefter is reporting that both the Seahawks at Rams and the football team at Eagles are now supposed to be scheduled for Tuesday. No confirmation on that. But, again, it's Adam Schefter. Take that for what you would like. There you go. We'll talk more NFL. On the other side of the break, Andrew Moore will join us, and we'll talk Titans. So, Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today will return to the Lee Company studio right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company. Call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. From the Blue Raiders to the two-tone blue, covering the teams you care about. It's only on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio, with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Hey, welcome back in. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. It is the Friday edition, and we are talking Titans as we do every Friday, getting you ready for the weekend of NFL action. Before I forget, this is what I was talking about, Mo. Uh, Andrew Moore is going to join us here in just a second. Zach Cox of Northeast Sports Network says, with their overtime win tonight, the Chiefs took over first place in the AFC, at least temporarily. The Patriots retake number one if they beat the Colts on Saturday, and the Titans take over if the Patriots lose to the Colts on Saturday. So no matter what, the Chiefs are only in first place for a few days. Enjoy it. (laughs) But hey, you know... Pull up the... Uh, your, your first place, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> At least for four days. Oh, man. Wow. Well, I guess... I guess if both New England and Tennessee lose... Yeah. They're still... Yeah, that's... I, I guess that that's conceivable. Yeah. The Titans, Titans just need to win. They do. Titans win, and they either clinch a playoff spot or move into the number one spot with and cannot lose it both would it not no if the colts win then they don't clinch the division then they don't clinch the division but they would but they would be the number one seed they wouldn't have clinched the one seed but they would have they would move into it with you know the ability to control their own destiny but if the colts lose they automatically then they clinch the division yeah they're in the playoffs with a win yeah, so they need to just win, like you said. Again, magic numbers two. So, here we go. Andrew Moore is on the line. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Andrew, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? What are you doing down there? Well, we just got done with the staff meetings, which is actually kind of really good time, and thank you for saving me from that, by the way. Uh, just kind of sitting back and nodding my head like I know what's going on. So, well, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Was was that a staff meeting when an email would have done? Uh, most of them are, yeah. 
been there. Done Most that. staff meetings, Mo- this could yeah. have been an email. Yeah, no question. <laughs> it makes it makes me feel important for a few minutes, so I'll take it. There you go. So, uh, what's uh, what are you thinking about Sunday? How how you feeling? I'm strangely confident, which kind of scares me a little bit. Because every time I've felt confident this year, I've had to uh, I've had to take back everything I've said uh, on this show. So I. Like, like y'all were just saying a couple minutes ago, I mean, the easiest thing for us to do is just to win. Um, and this is this is a game where, going against the Steelers, this is a rivalry that's not as strong as it used to be, but going back a couple of decades, this this used to be a bloodbath. Uh, Literally. Central. Yeah, exactly. I mean, going back to the early 2000s when we were still in the AFC Central playing against Pittsburgh, uh, going all the, way, all the way back to Houston. Um, this is just a team... And, and the Steelers that this franchise has had a, it seemed to have a hard time uh, beating. I think the last time we beat them was opening day of what year was that? 2013, 2014. So that's it's getting up close to 10 years. So, I mean, we're due for a, a, a Pittsburgh, uh, a Pittsburgh game where we actually come out as a victor. Did you see Teron Davenport's <laughs> video of, uh, so apparently, you know, Bud Dupree is, designated to return but they still haven't made a decision on whether or not he will he was getting pretty hype uh during stretches at practice yesterday while they were playing black and yellow over the speakers so that's there's that i haven't i haven't haven't bud dupree i mean we've all i don't have the, the numbers in front of me currently but just what he's done even though his numbers haven't been uh, outstanding this year. Just what he does to open up the defense uh, has been incredible. Uh, and just having him back, you know, you know, players love going up against the team that decided, you know, what you're not good enough. Let's let's send you on somewhere else. I mean, players players love going up against the, their their former team. So um, he's on the he he is on the track to come back. He has been practicing all week. I, I guess we'll find out in the next. 48 or less hours if he's going to play or not, which I'm really, really, really hoping that he is. We do have some defensive players that are going to be out on Sunday. Yeah, I saw where David Long is definitely going to be out. I know Tayer Tart's still out. Um, not sure who else is, but... Uh, Janoris Jenkins and uh, Laurel Murkison are the other two that are going to be out for the defense. But you know who's, uh, but you know who's going to play? Who's that? Zach, Zach Cunningham. Cunningham. <laughs> Are we allowed, are we allowed to talk about it? We I'm, we are in fact allowed to talk about it. I, I'm not asking about it. <laughs> We're not asking anymore. I, yeah, I, I I don't I don't think you're going to see a lot of Zach Cunningham, uh, but you might. I mean, he's played for Rabel before. Um, I would I would expect a little sprinkle of Zach Cunningham in there, which is just going to bring another element to this defense that that. A defense that's actually kind of surprised me, even going back a couple months ago on the show, we were talking about the season predictions. I said, I have no worry about the offense of all, but it's defense that that scares me. Now, sitting here a week from Christmas in December, it's the complete opposite. The defense, I have no I have no worries about. It's the offense that scares me at this point. So adding someone like Zach Cunningham, who I mean, we all know he's a monster. He has a great, great motor. He tackles everything that comes in front of him. Just adding him in this last month to that push to hopefully the number one seed, just adding him is going to be huge for this team. 
Yeah, like you said, the offense is scary, especially when Roger Saffold is out again against this Steelers defensive front. Could be a problem. It could, but the uh, Steelers are kind of confusing. I mean, they they can go into Baltimore. They they can go against Baltimore and beat them, but they could also go to Minnesota and do. Well, I don't know what kind word I want to use. Just do some stupid stuff. I'll just say that to lose themselves the game. So personally, I'm hoping for the stupid side. Um, but I mean, you can't underestimate a team, even Ben Roethlisberger, which sounds like it's going to be his last year playing. Uh, was this year like 16, 17 for him? He's not as dominant as he used to be, but he can still bring that out in himself from time to time. Um, and he's been he's been a real nemesis for us for the last almost twenty years. You know, you do get that impression that that Ben is about to shut it down, and. The the inconsistency on both sides of the ball for Pittsburgh, I imagine, has a lot to do with that. Just um, it it just feels like it's time for them to kind of go in another direction. And what bigger, more impactful way to signify that than to move on from your forever starting quarterback, the future Hall of Famer, in my opinion, starting quarterback. Um, but I mean, I feel like they've already started making those that that that, that transition with drafting Najee Harris, who is I mean, he's one heck of a ball player. Um, that was a really good draft for them. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do going in the future. It's, it's we're getting to that weird point. I don't, I don't know about y'all, for me personally, these are all these quarterbacks that that I watched growing up. You know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and they're they're starting to. Except for Tom Brady, they're all starting to fall off. Um, so I mean, it, it's a it's a cool uh, transition into a new generation of football that I'm excited to watch. And and it's interesting. Um, Todd McShay um, released his first mock draft earlier this week, and I think the Steelers are projected, or he is projecting the Steelers to take um, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. In the first round, well, the first quarterback that would off be an the board. Easy move. Yeah, it would make sense. That, that'd be an easy, yeah, it would make it would be an easy move. Um, like I said, it's it, it's exciting. Uh, just seeing these new generation of quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and and Justin Herbert, even though he lost last night, and Lamar Jackson, and I guess the jury's still out on Baker Mayfield. But we're we're, we're transitioning into a uh, a new era of football, and Pittsburgh being Pittsburgh, I, I mean, I probably wasn't alive the last time that they, they were a bad team. So, I mean, I kind of fully expect them to regroup with or without Ben Roethlisberger going forward. There you go. The good thing is we got we got some wood around here. The Titans, unlike the rest of the NFL, or at least several teams in the NFL, are not dealing with COVID issues for the first time. I guess I guess that's one of the not I did, harder. I did, I did. <laughs> Listen, I guess that's one of the the good things about everybody having gotten COVID already. Get it out the way. <laughs> they ideally. got it all last year. Not to worry about it now. But it could be, you know, if if Ryan Tannehill and Logan Woodside were to go out, you know, I, I guess we could do like the Browns. The Apparently, Tim Tim Couch has offered his services to the Browns. Oh, good luck. <laughs> he said, come on, I can hand off to Chubb and throw screens. 
which I'm sure he would have he would have loved to have someone like Nick Chubb. No kidding. You know, 20 years ago. Oh, good lord. Brown. I, I don't yeah. know, it, dude. He threw up an Instagram picture a couple of days ago, and I, I, I mean, he he certainly looks like he could still play. He's the same age as Tom Brady. Yeah, well, the, Tom Brady is an anomaly, though. He, it, it's he's just a, he's just a being of his own, and that's I mean that's all you can really say about Tom Brady. Um, uh, with, with, with the way the Browns uh, are dropping right now, I mean, I guess there would be uh, worse options to choose. I guess other than Tim Couch, you mean maybe. like Nick Mullins? <laughs> uh, that well, which is who they've chosen. <laughs> What's crazy is Tim Couch and Tom Brady are the same age. Tim Couch retired in 07. I didn't know he made it that long. I, I, was about to say, I didn't realize he played up, in, up until 07. That's crazy. <laughs> that just that kind of blew my blew me away right there, Mo. Yeah. Good job. Well, it's um, kind of like uh, who was the guy that that played for Kansas City, and we were like, wait, that guy's still in the league, Chase well, Daniel. Now, now wait a minute. Okay, so he was with the Browns from '99 to '03. Then he's with the Packers in '04 and Jacksonville in '07. But according to Wikipedia, he's got asterisks next to both those, and it says off season and or practice squad member only. So it doesn't look like he accumulated stats past 1998. No, wait a minute. No, 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 that's not right. I'm sorry. That was his SEC. No, his 2003 (laughs) season in Cleveland is the last year that he put up any stats. So, yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Meanwhile, he and Tom Brady are the same age, and he's been out for almost 20 years. Could we get Vince Young to fill in if necessary? Pass. <laughs> hard pass. You, y'all, can't, y'all can't see me shaking my head right now, but <laughs> hard pass. Hey, man, I, I mean, it could be worse. We could have Tim Couch to fall back on. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So that kind of opens up. I'm not going to go into my Vince Young tangent that I had with someone uh, down here at Asgard the other night, but uh, just I'll just say hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Man, this is going to be a big game. It's noon on Sunday. It's terrible towel. We're going to deal with all kind of dumb stuff. Let's not stomp gotta, on any towels this weekend in Pittsburgh. Let's not. Let's let's not. Let's not. Uh, we well, we do have Jim Nance and Tony Romo calling the game. So that, oh, that, it must be a big game. For well, what it is, that's pretty big. Having the uh, A team on CBS calling your game, so. Yeah, got it's better than the the Going, the double Z team. It's better than any team that involves up. Jay Feely. There you go. True, true. I, of course, I was at the game Sunday, but I did hear some uh, ramblings of some stupid stuff that was said by him throughout the broadcast. So, uh, be glad you mean everything goes. he said. Be glad you were at the game and you didn't have to be subjected to it. <laughs> That's that's how the NFL is getting people to buy tickets to games now. They're putting Jay Feely on the broadcast. Either <laughs> <laughs> James Feely or Lofton, one of the two, would, would definitely get me to go to a game. Uh, Lofton's uh, not as bad as Feely. Lofton is bad, but he's not as bad as Feely. That's another level of bad. I, I can agree with you there. Um, like, like y'all said, the easiest thing is for us to do is win. Um, I'm 
honestly, I'm pulling for a tie <laughs> on Saturday between the pads. Hey, I, I will feel a lot better about myself if they tie if you know the Colts win. So exactly, Andrew, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk at you next week. No problem. Y'all have a great weekend. We got more to come obviously on the show and i'm looking forward to it because we get to talk to a former georgia coach and current espn analyst andy landers right after this stick around so the middle tennessee sports today Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. From preps to pros. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Looking forward to this weekend as some great college basketball on both the men's and women's side set to take place. Uh, Middle Tennessee State is hosting Southern Illinois, as we mentioned earlier. That's a 6 p.m. tip on uh, tonight, actually. And if you are looking for anything else going on, uh, Ole Miss and Sanford are playing right now on, on SEC Network Plus. But what we are interested in, tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon, on ESPN2, what I believe is probably the... Well, 
I guess I put them in categories yesterday. The mutual respect rivalry. <laughs> rather than the pure hatred rivalry. <laughs> is Stanford coming to TBA to take on Tennessee, the number three ranked Cardinal against the number seven ranked Vols. Lady Vols. Lady Vols. Yeah. And this is a big game. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to to checking it out. But uh, I really don't, I, I don't have it as much history with this. I, I know it's a big rivalry. I know, I mean, you you probably dealt with it a lot more than than anybody else has. I mean, you you kind of lived it at least for a couple of years, right? Three, a oh, couple, few. Yeah. What's yeah. the difference? Mm-hmm. What's a year? Hey, yeah, yeah. Um, big win, uh, a big game for for Kelly Harper, who is zero for three thus far against Stanford. So, looking to break through in this rivalry with a with a win on UT's home floor that would also take them to ten and zero. On the season, so, and would be their third win over a top 25 program to this point. So. There you go. Well, in order to get some analysis, some, re- some in, real information, we should bring in an analyst. What do you say? There you go. <laughs> Former UGA coach, uh, Andy Landers, joins us now here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Coach, thanks for taking some time and uh, welcome in. It's a pleasure, fellas. Good to be with you today. Coach, before we go any further, I, I told a friend of mine that we were going to have you on today, and he told me to be sure and tell you that Sharon Perkins said hello. Uh, well, <laughs> who the, did you see? <laughs> uh, um, Chris Perkins, Sharon's husband, and um, Sharon is the former Georgia assistant now at Georgia Southern with softball. Chris and I go yeah. way back, and so I, I am. I, I'm. I hope he's listening. He's probably listening, but um, I, I wanted to make sure that he knew that you were going to be on with us today, and it's really a pleasure to to have you on our airwaves today, Coach. Um, what do you see in this UT Stanford game? I mean, again, Stanford coming in number three. They're seven and two overall. The Vols, Lady Vols, on a roll under Kelly. Um, back in the top ten for the first time in. What three years was that? What we said the other day. So big game, and even bigger for UT in light of where they've been over the last little bit. I would think. Yeah, I think it's a big game for both teams for different reasons. That you know, Stanford's dropped a couple of of games already this year, and prior to the season was one of the two or three favorites. Uh, to make it back to the Final Four and play for a national championship. So, you know, for, for them, I think it's important that they get a win like this, particularly on the road. And I think their losses already this year were road losses. I'm not certain about that, but uh, or at least neutral floor losses. Um, and then for, for Tennessee, uh trying to reestablish themselves that, you know, since, since Pat's retirement, they have flirted with being 
really good. They they have been in the polls. They've been highly ranked. But at the end of the day, uh, I think more than anything else, probably a little bit disappointing. So, you know, for them to be able to win a game like this, uh, I think for Tennessee, it, it might signal the return of the Lady Vols uh, and, and on the national scene. It, it amazes me really uh, how much of the luster has been lost with with Tennessee women's basketball with the Lady Vols. Uh, you know, we went through decades of just pure excellence, always in the hunt, never could count them out. Uh, dominant in the Southeastern Conference uh, teams for years uh, went without ever having beaten Tennessee. And I think, not certain, but I think that now every team in the Southeastern Conference just in the last six, seven years has beaten Tennessee uh, and several of them in Knoxville, which was something that it's hard to, it was hard for me to imagine uh, having lived through the summit era. You know, it's just, it's amazing uh, what's happened there. So I think it's a big game. The Stanford game is a big game for Tennessee uh, trying to reestablish themselves on the national scene. And coach, it's interesting that you say that. And and having watched SEC women's basketball, having covered SEC women's basketball, I I don't know how much of it. Well, I know some of it was Tennessee, but I also know that some of it has been the rise of Mississippi State and South Carolina and Arkansas coming into the league and that kind of thing. And I don't know how you, you know determine how much of it was Tennessee falling off and how much of it was those other programs coming on, but it does seem like all of well, that took place at the same time. I don't I, I don't discount the fact that Mississippi State made a good run. I, I, certainly South Carolina has made an excellent run, but uh, again, having lived it, mm-hmm. you know, we in Tennessee – both played uh, for the national championship. We went to five Final Fours during Tennessee's years of dominance. Uh, LSU went to the Final Four two, three times during that time. Ole Miss was excellent. Auburn went to the Final Four, played for the national championship twice during Tennessee's dominance. So, you know, you go all the way back to the 80s. I mean, mm-hmm. there were years when, when we and Tennessee both were ranked, Georgia and Tennessee both were ranked in the top five in the country. So there's always been credible competitors in the Southeastern Conference. Even when Pat had it rolling, uh, there, there wasn't a, a given. Uh, it wasn't a given that they would win the league. They had to go through at least two teams to get that done. And those two teams were good enough to get to the final four and oftentimes did. So the league, the players, uh, meaning teams, the, the teams have changed, albeit Mississippi State, South Carolina, but 
the challenge, I think, was the same for Pat that it's been for Holly and, and for Kelly. What do you like about Kelly in that spot, Coach, now in her fourth year? Well, I, you know, having Coach, I try not to judge coaches. I know how hard a job it is. I, I think that they've made some progress. I think uh, the thing that in order to get back to that level where you're going to compete uh, for national championships year in, year out, you have to recruit at the highest level. Uh, you have to have the best players. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's no mystery. When we were a Final Four team, we had All-Americans and National Players of the Year. Uh, Tennessee uh, had the same. And now South Carolina is doing that. And in order to, to be back at that same level, I do think the recruiting uh, will, will need to go up uh, another notch. Coach, it's interesting that you mentioned that because Tennessee's best player is hurt, and they've done most of their damage this year without Ray Burrell, and that's impressive. You know, that, yeah, it, it really is. Um, but, you know, you, you look at what's happened, uh, I, I scratched my head for two years with Horston because Horston coming out of high school out of Ohio, uh, she's now a junior as to why she didn't perform at a higher level. And now that Ray Burrell is, is out, I think she's been forced to do that as well as development. I'm sure there's some coaching and development that has taken place in the last two years, but, you know, by and large, as, as a top player, and at one time she was ranked the number one player in the country, if you go back and look at her last two years, it's been kind of disappointing. Uh, so she has emerged now, and when Ray gets back, uh, when Burrell gets back, I think it, it, it could really be a great thing for Tennessee that, you know, you don't ever want a, a, a player, an athlete to be hurt or injured, but that that may be the silver lining in Ray Burrell's injury. Their, their Horston has started to play the way a lot of people thought she should be playing. Jordan Horston, one of two players for the Lady Vols, averaging nearly a double-double, 15.6 points, 9.5 rebounds per game. Tamari Key with 9.7 points and 10.2 rebounds heading into this Stanford matchup. And we're speaking here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today with former Georgia coach, current ESPN analyst Andy Landers. And, um, Coach, we've got a um, question that has come to us from Facebook Someone asking your thoughts on first-year Vanderbilt coach Shea Ralph. Well, you know, again, I, I try to stay out of the business of evaluating, particularly this early. You know, mm. Shea's only been on the job seven or eight, nine months. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what she has done with the team that she was that that she inherited has been impressive. I think she's done a very good job with that group. Uh, and I'm anxious to see where she can take it. I, I think uh, most people would agree that Vanderbilt is a unique job, and 
some would argue that it's a difficult job uh, because of the academic standards and the restrictions that they have about who you can get into school and who you can't. So if if she understands, if, if Shay understands who who is out there in that recruiting pool that can get in, that can vote, get into to Vanderbilt. Uh, and and succeed academically at Vanderbilt and play at a high level. We know that it's been done before. Jim Foster was excellent for years at Vanderbilt. Melanie Balkum was excellent for years at Vanderbilt. We know that it's doable, but it, it, it's a challenge. And all I can say at this point is what she's done so far has been impressive. Coach Andy Landers. Thanks so much for taking some time with us today. A uh, fantastic information. We appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, guys. Anytime. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk men's hoops with Vanderbilt standout, Drew Maddox, and now current analyst for SEC Network. So there you go. Stick around after this.